That's right, listeners. It might not be yet, but I'm going to say anyway. Happy Halloween, listeners. You're listening to another episode of Movie. Movie. Film. Film. It's a podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a trick or a trick. No, we decide if it's a movie (laughs) or a film. Hey, you might be on to (laughs) something. I am Nate, and I've been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. And I'm Terrell. Jamie, look behind you. Look behind you. Turn around. Who's Jamie? Jamie Lee Curtis. What's that a quote from? It's from Scream. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) And Do you know mine? Yours sounds so familiar. Electrocuted, poisoned, stabbed. Yeah, tell me. Does it help if I give you the second part of that quote? Yeah, go ahead. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. And every morning I wake up without a scratch on me, not a dent in the fender. I am an immortal. No. It's from Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. I went with another, like, holiday-named <laughs> movie. Because <laughs> today we're talking about Halloween. Yes, we are. And today we're going to get right into talking about Halloween. dun dun Halloween night, a small American town, 15 years ago. Michael? I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I think he'll come back. Exploring uncharted territory. And totally charted. Just Sure, sure. The only reason she babysits is to have Halloween. Okay, Linda. Come on out.
Halloween is a 1978 American slasher film. Well, directed and scored by John Carpenter, co-written with producer Deborah Hill, mm-hmm. starring Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance? Yeah. 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 And Jamie Lee Curtis in her film debut. Yeah. Can I just say that I guess trailers have always given away too much? It's not like a recent thing. It's a yeah, always no, that, been a thing. Because, uh, yeah, that trailer was a, lot. was a lot. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, I already saw this. Like, what? you could just show him escaping and, like, him stalking them on the way back from school. And that's enough. Yeah, that's that's it. For me, at least, because mm-hmm. the movie itself is fairly simple, so like that—that is—that is enough. Yeah, it's a really well-paced movie that really knows like just the right amount to reveal. That's mm-hmm. not too much, because mm-hmm. too much it stops being scary. Yeah, you need the the element of the unknown. Yeah, the mystery. But the, the trailer surprise. doesn't abide by uh, the same rules. No, that we see. No, the, the whole motion picture. Yeah, rule of thumb, do not watch horror movie trailers. Just go see the horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, like, uh, when I go to the movies with my mom and it's just like a historical drama, Mm -hmm. but we're seeing it in, like, (laughs) September, so, like, they got the horror movie trailers. Yeah. So she doesn't watch the horror movie trailers either. (laughs) uh, Or if she does, it's from uh, Between Her Eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. True. Not like me as a little kid. Sometimes the sound design in the trailers is scary enough. Yeah. No, the sound design in this is great. Like all the the sound cues and the music and the score. Yeah, very creepy. Yeah, John Carpenter really like put his foot in it. I'll say that. Yeah, this is um our fourth of four uh Yeah, this is October our fourth four, yes. Halloween horror movie films. Yes, this is our finale of yeah. sorts. And our second John Carpenter feature. Of course. Who uh, wrote and directed The Thing. Mm-hmm. But he did this one first. Yeah, he did this thing. He did this thing first. And then he did... <laughs> this thing being Halloween. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he did The Thing later. But the that original... Thing. Yeah, that thing. But then... Like, the first thing, the original thing, pops up in this movie. Yeah, that so. thing is in this thing before he did the other thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty cool stuff. Um, like, seeing that and how that unfolded for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, this uh, Halloween starts off with the opening credits. Mm-hmm. The iconic opening credits. Yeah, with the iconic score. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, and I love the the orange, simple orange font, mm-hmm. you know, because Halloween. Is, the, yeah, orange. The jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the flickering. I love, uh, you know, because it's a candle inside the jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, the flickering always. I mentioned that on the witch episode that I like the, like, the, the, the flickering effect. Light. Yeah. It seems like it's alive, but not really. Yeah. It's kind of menacing. It's haunting for sure. Yeah. And I love, uh, I mean, the jack-o'-lantern's a great symbol, obviously, because it's Halloween, and that's a symbol of Halloween, but also, with Michael, at least in the original, in this one's uh, treatment of Michael, he's just, like, this empty shell of yeah. a human, kind of like a jack-o'-lantern, with just this flame, yeah. this evil inside this of evil him. inside him, oh, yeah. connecting it to Michael. That's really cool. And I, I didn't ever made that analyst. Of it, but that's a good connection. Him being empty like a Jack Lantern. Yeah, so after the open credits and the score, we get the title text, Haddonfield, Illinois, mm-hmm. 
Halloween, nineteen sixty-three. Yeah, this was ten years before fifteen. The movie came out. Oh. 15. oh. I mean, I said fifteen because it's fifteen years later when he returned. Oh, but you're okay. saying ten. So, for so else. fifteen. No, this oh. was fifteen years because it came out in seventy-eight. Yeah, and it's set in seventy-eight after this uh, mm-hmm. brief prologue mm-hmm. where we get to see little baby Michael. Yeah, actually, we're seeing through baby Michael's. Yeah, eyes. we get this first-person uh, point of view, which is pretty cool because I mean, you know that you're coming to see a slasher movie, mm-hmm. you just don't know. That the slasher is going to be a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's not revealed to you. You just see him watching his sister. You just see the wandering around. Yeah. Watching um, a girl and her, and her boyfriend. We don't really know until the, the knife grab. Yeah. We don't know that the person's eyes were like seeing through is the killer. Yeah. And that's pretty uh, I mean, that, frightening. That menacing music is playing. Right. Um, the whole time. But yeah, he grabs that knife and you're like, okay, well, he's about to go do something. Mm-hmm. And then he goes upstairs and he sees his, his sister naked and uh, he stabs her to death. Yep. Yeah. And then he heads outside. It's I, I love the reveal of, mm-hmm. of Michael because it's just like... Literal mask pull. Yeah, it's like his parents come up and it's like, Michael? And then they pull his mask off and he's kind of just like... He has like this, like almost innocent look on his face oh, with the bloody knife. For me, it's just a, a blank stare. It is very blank, as uh, Loomis describes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not even like aware of his parents, really, or like he doesn't have that. Oh shit! I just stabbed my sister face. Exactly. You know that face that, <laughs> that face. most of us would have, right? right? Yeah, I'm if trying we to ever got that to that face. situation, I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah, that face. <laughs> that face we can all relate to. <laughs> um, and then we skip, I want to say we skip 15 years um, into the future with uh, Dr. Loomis. Well, to, to the present day. To, to the present day. Or the past as, as we see it. As, yeah. Past, future, present. Um, yeah, we, we get a shot of Dr. Loomis. He's driving uh, with a nurse. Mm-hmm. The nurse is driving. It's a thunderstorm. So, ooh, spooky. Yep. Spooky. Um, and he's pretty it's much the just... most dangerous weather to drive in. And, and it's a woman driving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. But... The only thing scary about that is your outdated sexism. Ouch. Um... <laughs> So yeah, but they're 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 driving, and Loomis is just—he's talking about Michael. He's talking about it. He's talking about it. Yeah, he keeps saying it, and the the nurse like kind of chimes in. Yeah, she's like, uh, "Is he that bad? Like, then why? Why do you refer to? I I I, I think she's like I refer to it as him. Or yeah, something. and he's still just, trying to see Michael as a human. Yeah, and and Loomis is is past that point of, as uh, seeing him as a human, as a, a being with feelings and emotions. He's just like, no, he's just this dangerous yeah. Dr. machine. Loomis is Michael's doctor. Yeah. Psychiatrist, I guess. Or, yeah, he's uh, been with him since he was six. Yeah, so he's been with him long enough that he doesn't see him as a human, just this force. Yeah. Um, and he thinks it's important that Michael never leaves. Yeah, never uh, sees the light of day. Right. So they're driving down to transport him. Yeah. 
to a different facility because that's how they stop him from seeing the light of day. <laughs> yeah. Or that's their attempt, at least. Yeah, but um, however this happens, whether it's it's Michael's doing or the weather's doing, um, all the... I love that we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. All, all the, 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 the prisoners, all the, the psychiatric patients are, like, roaming free in, in the, in yeah, the, the night, in the rain. Yeah, the car pulls up and the nurses... She asks, uh, what? She's like, when did they start letting them uh, roam free? Yeah, since when do they let them wander around? Yeah, at night, in the rain. I'm sure they don't. Yeah, yeah. it's like, mm, something's wrong. Right. And so Loomis is like, okay, well, let me go to the gate and leave you in the car alone. And that's when Michael appears. We just see his hand, though. Yeah. he like When I was talking earlier about just showing the right amount, like, mm-hmm. you don't show Michael's whole six whatever six foot seven foot i don't know yeah he's huge you don't show his whole body or anything you just start off with the hand yeah start off with the hand he's grabbing at her trying to like i i suppose get her out the car but kill her as well um he smashes the window with one hit open palm yeah open palm smashes the window um and she gets out he gets in and drives off. Never never learned how to drive. A never car. learned how to drive. Goes <laughs> straight for it. It's just a natural born driver. Yep. And yeah. just leaves them out on their asses yeah. in the rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we're at What an escape. What an escape. So yeah. you know, now it's Halloween. We get straight to it, like straight to the day. Now we get to the next day. Yeah. It, and it's it's Halloween in Haddonfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say one thing that was scary for me growing up Yeah, is that where I grew up in Cherry Hill, one of the surrounding towns is Haddonfield, New Jersey, oh. and that's scary, mm-hmm. and it has that connection to Halloween, and then also um, another surrounding town is called Voorhees, like Jason Voorhees, Voorhees. from the Friday the 13th right. oh, movies. You were surrounded. So, like, I always felt weird. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I would feel weird, too. Yeah. I felt I was I I remember being a kid and being scared when I found that Crystal Lake was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's too close. <laughs> that's too close to me. I can't. I can't do this." <laughs> the, the the way Jason and Michael like function, they're yeah. unstoppable. They're they're abominable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, now we we we're, we're in Haddonfield. Next day, Halloween, we get to meet our our final girl. I want to call her that, our final girl. Yeah, I mean, we don't know that that's who she is. We, yeah, but she is like the first person we see. Yeah. Um, Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, and her dad is a, a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. That uh, information is only important because uh, they're selling the Myers house. Yeah, the house that everyone in Haddonfield believes is haunted. Yeah, no one has touched it. It's been abandoned since yeah. that night, I suppose, or shortly after at least. I wonder how much he's trying to get for it. Right. Since, like, no one in the neighborhood wants to touch it. Like, yeah. <laughs> who does he think he's going to sell it to? Um, someone that's going to, like, maybe knock it down and start all over. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so her dad asks uh, Lori to drop the key yeah. off at the Myers house underneath the doormat. Mm-hmm. So she's got to stop by there before school. Yeah. Uh, on the way to school, we meet Tommy, 
Tommy's mm-hmm. the little kid that she will later babysit. Yeah, we also meet her friends, uh, Linda and Annie. Linda and Annie. Yeah. We meet them on the way to school? I thought we met them after school. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so she goes to the house and she drops the key off, but Michael's already there. And there's this great, like, every time he pops up, there's like this, like, yeah. or, like this, like this sound <laughs> cue. Like if you're not looking at the screen, like you immediately like turn to it because it's mm-hmm. kind of jarring and he's there just lurking, just watching her through, through the, the hole in the door. Yeah, all the people in 1978 that were looking at their phones up until this point are now yeah. <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to the action on the screen. <laughs> Where were they looking? Where were they looking? I don't know. Filling their dumb thumbs. <laughs> uh, then we get to English class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, is this like... Did oh, this first, set the first standard? Year, Michael watching her walk down the street. Yeah. I like this. We just see his shoulder mm-hmm. in the corner of the frame. Yeah, he just steps in the frame. And we just hear the heavy breathing. Yeah. Like Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Lots of breathing. Yep. Um, that's like his only, I don't know. The only v- sound Like he verbal. Makes. Yeah, it's the only yeah. sound he makes. Is, a, is it seems breathing. like he doesn't really make... Even though he has big feet, he doesn't really have heavy footsteps or anything. Yeah, no. Just his breath. Moves moves quietly, but breathes heavily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a heavy (laughs) smoker, maybe. (laughs) He is 21 in the 70s. Um. Uh, So in the English class, we get the, you know, classic, the thing they're talking about in school relates to the movie. So we get a lecture on fate and destiny. Mm-hmm. We hear that fate is immovable like a mountain. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just uh, Michael's fate that he returns 15 years later yeah, and to the, kill more people in Haddonfield. Yeah, and it's Lori fate to experience this. She can't avoid it, pretty much. I guess not. Um, is this like the first? Is this like... Did this set the tone? Like, did this set this, like, this classic, you know, like, scene into motion of, like, the classroom scene, the the teacher talking about something relevant, looking outside, seeing something, looking back, and then, then, like, answering whatever is happening. I feel like this has been, like, done a lot. And I'm not a film historian, so I can't claim to know if this is the first, but it is... A notable early example. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every time I see something like this, it takes me to Halloween. And I'm just like, oh, they're, maybe they're paying like a little homage here. But, it, you know, a lot of these movies involve like high school students. So, you know, there's also that. Now we get uh, Loomis talking to someone, some police. Yeah, some person, guy. Someone in charge. Yeah, someone who's not listening to him. Yeah, pretty much. Saying, hey, I'm about to drive 150 miles away to Haddonfield because that's where my goal is, I know. Yeah, and the guy's just like, well, okay. The guy's like, how, do, how, do you, <laughs> how does he drive there? How does he drive 150 miles back to Haddonfield? He says, he, he looks like he knew how to drive last night. I don't know. Maybe one of you were giving him lessons. Right. <laughs> It's just like, if this guy would have listened to him, then they would have had a head start. But he really didn't, wasn't buying that 
Michael would go back to Haddonville and like do damage, pretty much. No. He wasn't concerned about him. Only Loomis was at, at this point. And then back to Haddonfield to see uh, Tommy getting bullied. Yeah, getting bullied. They're like, the boogeyman's going to get you. The boogeyman, yeah. the boogeyman. Leave me alone. Then he uh, <laughs> falls headfirst into his pumpkin. Yeah. Which smashes the pumpkin. Which yeah. you got to... You kind of hit your head pretty hard on a pumpkin to yeah. smash it unless it was, like, rotting already. Yeah, it was a pretty big pumpkin, too. Yeah, but it didn't seem like... I don't know. He didn't. His his face didn't seem beat up. No. But I feel like his body head, fell on it. If your head hits a pumpkin... Mm-hmm. No, he was head first. He was head first. Pumpkin. Okay. That, yeah, he know. squashed it. I'm, I'm just nitpicking now. Okay. Well, we got we got a lot of other things to nitpick about this movie. Um, oh no, that was my only one. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, um, so the kid runs off, and we get a, a little, little classic John Carpenter scare where the kid runs into Michael, mm-hmm. um, and Michael stops him. This is the first time we're really seeing Michael with the mask and the and the jumpsuit. jumpsuit. Yeah, um, and he has his eyes on Tommy. Um, because Tommy was with Lori earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. So these are the people that he is uh, fixated on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cut back to Loomis. And now he's at the, uh, what is it, like a garage or mechanic? Mm-hmm. I guess, like on the outskirts of town where uh, Loomis finds the corpse of the mechanic. Does he find the corpse? Yeah. Okay, I thought he walked past oh, the corpse. The, we see the we corpse. see the corpse. He walks past it. See, sees he the sees truck. The book of matches, though. Yeah, because that's another uh, classic trope. Is the it's always a book of matches. Yeah, that leads you to the, your next spot if you're <laughs> if you need a clue. Yeah. So yeah, it's just an abandoned truck, and this is where he gets his uh, his uniform from. Well, yeah, the jumpsuit. Where he got the jumpsuit from. Yeah, he finds the like. The, 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 like, what is it? What's the, what do you, when you go to the hospital, what do you change hospital into? Gown? Yeah, the hospital gown. He finds, like, the gown mm-hmm. pretty much there. And that's it. So he knows he's, and like, on the trail. the camera sees the corpse. So yeah. It lets us put that together. Mm-hmm. So the mask. I know, uh, like, it's, like, a fact, trivia thing that it's a William Shatner mask that they painted white yeah. for the movie. Mm-hmm. But in the reality of the movie... It's someone's skin, right? Um, I don't think so. Or is it someone's Halloween mask? I think it's someone's Halloween mask. Because remember, um, later on, um, when Lori and Ann are driving and they run into mm-hmm. Ann's father, the sheriff, and he's like, someone stole a mask, some rope, and knives. So they, he stole the mask. Oh, I don't remember the mask being in that list. Yeah, the mask was there. It was a mask, rope, and knives. So there were some of those masks at the hardware store that he broke into? Yeah, someone had a mask (laughs) at the hardware store. It's Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, no, that's not Michael's thing, like wearing people's skin. That's not his thing. I just thought wearing that one person's skin. Oh. Uh, Just wondering. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back into it. Mm -hmm. Um... We meet the girls, uh, Lori yeah. and her friends, um, Lori, Annie, and Linda. This is where we get a s- deeper sense of who Lori is as a person just mm-hmm. by uh, comparing her to her friends who are much more like bubbly and uh, 
more into boys and Laurie. Yeah. Less into books. More extrovert. And Laurie yeah. is like more introvert. Yeah. yeah. More of the uh, pure yeah. final girl type. Yeah, that type. It's always like the bookish, like. Uh, yeah, that's like the stereotype yeah. that this, I guess, movie helped um, curate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we get to meet them and. You know, Lori is shy and they're kind of teasing her because she has like no plans and they have plans. You know, they're they're going to meet up with their boyfriends tonight mm-hmm. and hang out. Um, and Michael is watching them as well. Yeah, he drives by in his uh, is the car that Loomis and the nurse were driving. It's got like the state seal on it. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's not a police car, but it's. Yeah. Got like the cage for the back seat, mm-hmm. so I like uh, the shot we see of the shot where it shows Michael watching them. Is the cameras in the back seat of Loomis's car? Yeah, and we see through the window of uh, Lori and company. Yeah, and Lori spots it. Yeah, and points it out. And then one of the girls is like, "Is that Devon Graham?" Yeah, random. <laughs> Like why? Why would <laughs> in the you, car with the seal, see right? The, exactly, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Does it look like De- Devon's car? <laughs> no. And she and yells out, "Hey, jerk!" Yeah. Um, speed kills, mm-hmm. and then he like comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. And they're just creepy, like, "Whoa!" Creepy car stuff. Yeah. He kind of just sits there for a second, and then he drives off. Oh. Um, I mean, he must have gotten out of the car pretty quickly because then we get the bush scare right after that. Uh, Lori separates from her friend. Or no, then uh, L- Linda separates from the other two. It's just Lori and Annie at this point. Yeah, they. Um, yeah, they, Lori, she walks home. Yeah, Lori sees Michael behind the bush this time. Yeah. And asks Annie to go check. But Michael being the sly, nimble uh, slasher that he is, he's out of sight by the time Annie... Checks behind the bush. I love that we see him in this shot, the bush shot. We see him walk away mm-hmm. instead of just like a cut of him being there and then a cut of him like disappearing. Yeah. Um, because when Anna goes over there and he's not there, you can clearly see where he would have walked off to. Yeah. He would have had to do it like a fast walk. Sometimes I think like he's quick. is Michael like running or is he just doing does he have like a mean power walk? Is Michael walk? secretly a genius and a great athlete? Yeah, he's like out. He's just gone. He's not there anymore. And uh, Annie is teaching uh not teaching, <laughs> teasing Lori. I'm talking about how she's going crazy. Now she's seeing boys in bushes and stuff like that. Pretty much telling her like you need to go out and Go out with a guy or something. Yeah, I think Lori needs better friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're bad influences. They're bad influences on our pure, innocent Lori. Yeah. The The next Michael spotting is uh, Lori's home up in her room. And she's yeah. looking out the window. And uh, in the backyard, they've got the clothesline with the clothes drying. Mm-hmm. And Michael pops up there. Yeah. I feel like every shot of Michael popping up is like an iconic shot. It's just something like you remember every time he shows himself to her. Um, and this is one of those um, shots where he's there and then it cuts away and then he's not he's there. Gone, yeah, yeah, he's gone really quickly. Um, and then she gets a call from Annie. Right. Yeah. Like right after she sees him and he's gone, the phone starts ringing. 
Yeah. And no one picks up. Yeah. And it's chilling. Yeah. And then she hangs Lori up. hangs up yeah. and then the phone starts calling again. Yeah. But it's Annie. Yeah. She's like, why you hang up on me? So she called and didn't say anything for whatever reason. Um, and then, okay. So like, all right. So like Michael's on to her and she is aware that someone is following her and is creeping her out. Loomis goes to the cemetery yep. to go check on um, Judith Myers' uh, gravesite, which yeah, is well, the guess sister. What? It's dug up. It's dug up. It's not there anymore. Um, Gravestone and, and all. Yeah, and he's just like the kids are. Everything boils down to it being Halloween and everything being a joke. Mm-hmm. So no one is really taking any of this seriously. Boys will be boys. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Um, Lori and Ann smoke. Yeah, uh, Annie's driving around and they're smoking, smoking a joint in her car. Yeah, which risky move if your dad is the the town the, sheriff, right? Um, because yeah. they spot they spot him. Yeah. Oh shit! It's my dad. It's my dad. And then we see the police car. It's like oh. <laughs> yeah, that's her dad. Um, Michael is telling them the whole time, but mm-hmm. like they're so into their teen girl conversation that they don't notice. I mean, why yeah. would they be looking behind them like, oh, someone's following us? And this is where they see uh, Annie's dad outside the uh, the store. The hardware store. Yeah, the hardware store where, where the robbery happened, where the knives and yep, the rope Michael and, got and all his Yeah, all his stuff from. Stuff. Um, and, you know... Um, Loomis makes an appearance and this is where he meets the sheriff and he's just like, I got something to tell you. <laughs> There's a crazy man on the loose you should be aware of. I'd like that, before we get into that, I like that they make Annie's dad the sheriff. Mm-hmm. It just keeps it simple. Yeah. It's like instead of having two different characters, it just makes it one character. Mm-hmm. And also explains why, at least where one of the parents are yeah during all of this yeah the parents are <laughs> nowhere yeah, to be found what's going on for the adult crowd in Haddonfield that all the parents are away and babysitters be like a banger going on like a halloween I think they're banger all maybe doing some halloween they got stuff, that punch bowl full spooky. of keys yeah yep. something they are not there <laughs> um um i love the shot of loomis standing there and michael driving right right behind him mm-hmm. loomis this whole movie is just like he's like not useful until he's like trying. the very end he's really trying though. he's trying in a way he's she's trying to stay low-key about it mm-hmm. but i almost feel like if maybe he made a little noise yeah. about it it would have been a better situation yeah probably maybe um but you know then we wouldn't have the movie we have. So we needed Loomis to be the, the fool he is. Yeah, I love this uh, transition. It cuts from uh, Lori and Annie driving away mm-hmm. in the car during the sunset. The light looks great during their conversation, by the way. Mm-hmm. Really good lens flare and like Annie's face while she's talking about how Lori needs to talk to boys more. Yeah. Um. So it cuts from them driving away to the sunset with Michael tailing them. Mm-hmm. Cut to them driving still, but this time it's 
dark out because yeah. the sunset happened. Mm-hmm. Michael's still following them. Yeah. So it just shows that all this time has passed. But he's just been behind them right there. Yeah, the whole time. Mm-hmm. And now it's Halloween night. And, um, you know, Michael is watching Annie as she goes to her her babysitting gig. So he's aware of where everyone is pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loomis decides to stake out uh, the Myers house. Mm-hmm. The haunted Myers house. And yeah. he tells the, Annie's dad, the sheriff, to patrol the streets. Yeah. So that's where they are. Yeah, he's pretty much... The sheriff is like, look, um, if you are telling the truth, so maybe I should like tell my guys to be on high alert. And Loomis says, no. Mm, actually... Yeah, hey, bad sure, call. Go with your instincts. Yeah, he says, um, "No, actually, just tell your guys to keep their uh, eyes open, and uh, you know, that's it. That's it. Don't make a big fuss about it. Mm, I, make I, a fuss. Yeah, make a fuss about it, guys. Um, <laughs> so I love. We get this explanation. It's just like, just a quick understanding of Michael being pure, purely and simply evil." Yeah. Yeah. It's just like this Loomis monologue of uh, of of Michael in this dark house with that score playing, with that music playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, the girls are babysitting. Yeah. Uh, Lori's babysitting Tommy. Mm-hmm. Annie's babysitting Lindsay, who's right across the street. Yeah. And, you know, so they, they're both babysitting neighborhood kids, so... Yeah. They're calling each other mm-hmm. like checking in mm-hmm. it's a good that's a it's a good setup mm-hmm. i like the uh, they do a good job of explaining the space the space yeah like look the, these people are here these people are here right across there mm-hmm. the way they communicate is over the phone they just set the rules you know yeah. really well lay the groundwork mm-hmm. they do it simply yeah. quickly they stick to it mm-hmm. um michael is lurking there's this shot of Michael like across the street, just standing there, looking at um, Lori's house, or maybe he's not looking at Lori's house, but um, Tommy sees him, and it freaks him out. Yeah, because he's been scared of the boogeyman this whole time. Yeah, this whole time, and uh, nobody is believing him. No, like every time he talks about the boogeyman, Lori's just like. You little kid. You oh, little yeah, little He's talking scramp. about the boogeyman instead of that guy that's right outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the way it's stylized. Like, especially that shot of him because you just see a shadow and it's lit. But when you go back to it, there's no light there. Like oh, that that light that was glow. framing. Yeah. is yeah. yeah. It's not there anymore. Um, so Annie's babys- babysitting and she's talking on the phone and she's doing her whole thing. And what did she do? Did she like spill something on she herself? She spills butter. Yeah, they're making popcorn because they're watching uh, The Thing. Yeah. The, apparently there was a thing before The Thing. Yeah. I, the thought, th- I thought we were podcasting about the original The Thing, but I guess you not. You did? Oh, no. It's a, it's a remake. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I want to say that's why John Carpenter put his name above it, but he puts his name above everything because he's yeah. an Well, if you got author. a name like John Carpenter, yeah, you know, reputation. Yeah, you put um, your name on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, Michael watches her undress. Yep. And you just hear him breathing. Yeah. Um, 
there's a dog. There's a dog death. Mm-hmm. Hey, how did you feel about this one? Well, you went right into the dog death. First, I just love the, the barking. Oh, okay. Like, Annie doesn't see Michael. Mm-hmm. But the dogs just keeps barking. By the yeah. way, Annie's a terrible babysitter. Yeah. It's just going like, Lindsay, the dog's barking. Lindsay, like, Lindsay, you're the babysitter. Lindsay. You're the adult in this situation. <laughs> Maybe take care of stuff. Right. She puts the dog outside, but the dog's still barking. Lindsay, mm-hmm. the dog's barking. Then the barking stops. Yeah. And you <clears throat> you hear the, the, the squeal. Yeah. And then you see kind of like the dog being raised. Yeah, yeah I like it. I like that that's our first kill or... The first kill in this timeline. Yeah. Um, he pretty much bear hugs the, the dog. Yeah, I guess things started. Yeah. And, and, and he just writes it off like, oh, never mind. The dog stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's okay. And then she locks herself in the laundry room. Yeah. Um, I feel like Michael was kind of messing with her. Yeah, he locks her in. Yeah, he locks her in. He's mm-hmm. like, he's messing with her, but he hasn't like revealed himself yet right. to her. Like, it's not her time. It's not her fate just yet. No. Um, and so eventually, Annie dumps Lindsay off at Lori's because she's about to go have fun with the boys and Linda. Yeah, just make and, Lori uh, take care of the two kids. Yeah, she's the girl well, scout. So she can go off and have fun while, what, Lori makes money for both of them? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's just irresponsible uh, stuff. Yeah, Lori's the good girl. Yeah, um, I guess what I'm saying is Annie deserves to die and Lori deserves God to damn it. to survive. <laughs> in the in the classical sense, I, I suppose so. That's the morality that the movie is trying to Yeah, say. that is... So be a good teenager and... uh, You'll survive? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, But, you know, Annie gets hit right away as she, like, um, gets in the car to drive over to the place. Uh, Michael's in the backseat. I love this thing. She drops uh, Lindsay off at Tommy's house for Mm -hmm. Lori to babysit. Walks to the car, but it's locked. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's doing this thing where she's singing to herself. I, I love the, like, she's, everything's so casual. Mm-hmm. And then she's singing to herself and the door's locked. So then she just makes parts, part of the lyrics or whatever she's singing. Like, I forgot my keys. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes back for the keys, mm-hmm. gets the keys, and then does that thing where you instinct, instinctually just go right for the handle. Mm-hmm. But this time it's unlocked. Right. It's like, uh-oh, something changed. Something's not right. Yeah. You got to check that back seat, man. You no, she gets right in the you. driver's seat. No, she gets right in. And, and then uh, Michael emerges. That, that scare and that mm-hmm. sound cue. Michael, like, like a single hand, like, chokes her out. Chokes her. She's, like, kicking the, the horn. Yeah. It's honking, but no one's coming. Yeah. And I guess it's taking too long for Michael because he then, like, just slits her throat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, Tommy sees... Michael carrying um, a dead Annie <coughs> sees her um, sees him carrying Annie and um, this kid's gonna be so traumatized he's gonna be traumatized um, and now he's really freaking out was he did he end up being a character in any of the sequels I'm not sure maybe he should he was good right yeah anyway I didn't mean to make you uh, start looking that up and derail the <laughs> This story. Um, 
so yeah, this poor kid just sees Michael throughout the whole yeah. spree, but no one believes him because he just he's refers to him as the boogeyman, yeah. this thing he's scared of. Yeah. I'm really glad. The, the movie could have been called The Boogeyman. It could have been. But I'm glad it's not. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I like it. Halloween is just better, just like right? It as it is. As, yeah. as Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was looking for my quotes, I almost uh, quoted Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, what if Ooh. Gary Marshall made, like, a Halloween? <laughs> and it's just, like... Interesting. <laughs> an anthology of... Because, <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Different people getting killed on Halloween Holidays. or something. I don't know. <laughs> I almost went with Halloween Town. Mm. You know? That's a, that's a Disney movie. That is a Disney a movie. Disney Channel. Yeah, very, that's very... That's a TV movie. Yeah, very opposite of of this Halloween. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now, uh, now that Annie's out of the picture, move on to Lori's other friend, Linda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Linda. Who's off with her boyfriend. Bob. Bob. <laughs> Bob with the glasses. Bob with the glasses. Michael just watches them have sex. Yeah, he's pretty. Yeah, like yeah, little little creep. Yeah, I, everyone always gets naked in front of him without knowing that he's there. Yeah, he's a pervert. Michael's a perv. Yeah, there's something sexual about his killings. I, spe- I mean, sexual with the women. I want to say hmm. there's. The way he kills them, and the way it sounds, and the, like his breathing, it like all together. You think and he's getting sexual gratification from murdering uh, half nude women, yeah, or fully nude in some cases. Yeah, it's plausible. Yeah, I, 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 I like. <laughs> I feel like people that listen to the witch and now listen to this mm-hmm. is like. Man, sex is always on this guy's mind, but like, no, like it's there, <laughs> it's there. But um, yeah, Michael's watching them being a creep, being a pervert. Um, Annie is nowhere to be found. Um, and then we get um another, we get a just full on sex scene, yep. right? Which is like the rule, and in, in horror movies, is don't have sex. Yeah, because you're gonna get killed right after yeah you're gonna die for having sex or if you yeah or if you are gonna have sex just like don't finish <laughs> <laughs> well yeah they finished yeah well they yep yeah <laughs> and um you know she makes him go get a beer he goes to get a beer and uh, notices that the door is open and he's like oh yep. someone's here playing playing a joke on me let me yeah, open the joke some is, doors you're dead yeah michael um pops out Michael lifts him up, pins him to the cabinet. With yeah, like just a single knife, single knife through the chest, and now he's like pinned like a half a foot above the ground. Yeah, the knife is just holding his whole body up. Yeah, very stylized kill because in mm-hmm. reality, um, that body probably would have fell. It would have drooped if it fell. It would have drooped. It would have fell over. Yeah, yeah it would have just stayed there. But it it looked very nice. Yeah, yeah, it looks scary. Um. And then it's part of what's scary is that the body sh- shouldn't be staying up there like that, but it does because yeah. Michael's this this just raw strength. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he makes it stay there. Uh, wow. So now Michael Michael shows his sense of humor, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. He, he just puts on a sheet with the eyes cut out, yeah. eye slits, and then he puts Bob's glasses over the sheet. Oh yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, 
He knows. He's clever. He's a little. I like this a a lot. Yeah, I like when he like opens the door and he's just standing there as a ghost with the glasses on. So she thinks that it's uh, Bob. Mm -hmm. And um, but he's just standing there, not responding to anything she's saying. Yeah. So eventually, she's just like, "Um, okay, well, I'm gonna call Lori and try and figure out what's going on with everybody." And as she's making the call, Mm -hmm. um, Michael approaches her and like strangles her yeah, with Lori the wire. picks up the phone and then all she hears is screams which at first sound like sex noises so yeah it yeah like you're sex. onto something yeah and then becomes like suffocation noises yeah but i don't know if she can tell tell the difference really she's just like um okay you called me so i can listen to you have sex yeah no i mean her friends th- thus far have just been jerks mm-hmm <laughs> So it makes sense that this is something that they, they would, would just do. be doing. Yeah. Um, and then Lori calls, hangs up and calls back, but no one picks up. Yeah. And then she sees the, because they're, they're across the street. She sees the light uh, um, go from on to off. And she's just like, okay, yeah, what's happening? And so this is when she goes over, right? Yeah. First we see Loomis find the car. Mm-hmm. So... You know, first he got the matches and he saw the grave. Now he sees the car. It's starting to come together. Yeah. He's he's like five five I steps think, behind. I think this movie works without Loomis. It works without Loomis? I don't think you need Loomis. You almost... Past, you don't need him past giving Michael a car. <laughs> you almost don't. You need him... I mean, at the Lori beginning. might have died without Loomis. Yeah, you need him at the beginning and you need him at the end. But I don't think you really need him at the end. Just make Lori a little better. Make her a little better? Like, give yeah. her the gun? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could... Or give, what, Tommy's parents the gun, or whoever's house she's in. Yeah. And then she finds the gun and then uses the gun. The The Loomis scenes, to me, kind of slow down the momentum. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my take. And I'm sorry for all, all you Loomis heads out there. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of Loomis fans. Big Loomis fans, yeah. <laughs> They just made a movie called Loomis. Loomis. You know, this movie, I feel like watching the end of it this time, this could have turned into a cat and mouse movie, like a cat and mouse franchise with just Michael and Loomis. Yeah. And not even like focused on Laurie. It could have just been like him moving on, finding someone else and him like on the trail. It could have turned into that. Yeah. Loomis isn't an interesting enough cat or mouse for that to work, though. Yeah. Well. That's why we got it. And Michael's a much more interesting cat than he is Mouse, so. Yeah. And Lori. Yeah, it's like the two most interesting is Michael and Lori, Mm -hmm. and then you just have Loomis. Well, like I said, I like Tommy. (laughs) Yeah. This this was his only Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, you looked it up? I looked it up. They didn't bring back the Tommy character? Maybe they brought back the character, but the actor actor. playing him, this was his only Halloween. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Lori's in the house now. It's dark. Um, she's pretty much calling out for her friends. Like, hey, guys. Oh, and she's got a lot of names now to be calling out. Yeah, you know, Bob. Annie. Linda, yeah. Bob. Linda. <laughs> like, okay, guys, this isn't funny anymore. You guys can come out. This stopped being funny like five minutes ago. And nothing. 
And then she sees the body. Yeah, she goes upstairs and like the bodies pretty much just start popping out. They start falling out. Yeah, first it's Annie pinned to the bed Mm -hmm. with some rope. Now we see how Michael put the rope to use. Yeah, and the Judith Myers uh, headstone is on the bed. Yeah, right right above the bed. Mm -hmm. Then uh, another body pops out. Bob body falls out. Swings down. Yeah, falls out from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And then Linda body pretty much falls out from like the cabinet like yeah. the, like the closet and she like freaks out Lori goes out. like right to like the hallway to like cower in a corner but yeah right next to the, the door corner. yeah right next to this like black hole pretty much and then you see michael myers face peering out this is why that uh that halloween post poster is my number three mm-hmm. on my list because uh, it reminds you of that yeah it reminds me of that like his face pair like his pure white mask peering through the darkness mm. that's really creepy um and he goes to like slasher pretty much slasher slasher slash her. is gonna slash yeah slasher is gonna slash man and uh he like he gets the sleeve yeah he gets the sleeve kind of but he misses cuts her the arm, arm. Oh, he didn't. He didn't cut her arm out. No, he cuts her a little bit, but I okay. think he was going in for the kill. Yeah, he was going in for the kill, or at least for the for the whole limb. Yeah, <laughs> um, and she falls down the stairs. Uh, fortunately yeah, for the, her, the stair fall that they showed in the trailer for some reason. Yeah, tisk tisk. Um, and it that that distance um, pretty much allows her to get away from him. Um, which I mean. <sighs> She kind of squanders that distance because instead of just breaking through the glass to begin with, she kind of just like struggles with the door. <laughs> yeah, but she still open. gets out and gets to back to Tommy's house with plenty of time. If he were to be waiting by the door, mm-hmm. she would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Although he wasn't, so she has to like throw like a potted plant at his window. It's not even like a stone. Yeah. <laughs> she just goes right with the potted plant, plant and throws it off. Throws it up. Tommy, let me in. And Tom's like, okay, I'll let you in. Because he was in bed. Like, How dare her bring see. danger to these kids. Right? Should have ran back to her house. And the crazy thing is that she tried to like go to like another person's house. And they looked out. The, they peeped out the window, saw her, and was just like, oh, it's just a kid. Mm-hmm. And pretty much just went in the house. Like, turned off the light on her and everything. <laughs> she could have been killed right on their property. Like, right on no. their front door. And yeah, no, but Tommy like, comes... He's a hero. Yeah. He's been scared of the boogeyman all night, but he still opens the door to let Lori in. Yeah, he's a, he's they, a hero. They close the door in time before Michael, in time for Michael to not come in through the front door, at least. Yeah, I like the way, because they, they show that in the trailer, but I like the way that is happening as like he's getting really close Mm-hmm. To the camera, it seems like he's getting really close to her, yeah. but maybe he's not that close to her because she gets in and closes the door, and it's not like he's like banging on the door or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then but- we see the curtains, and I love it's the same curtains that uh, I think Lindsay was hiding in earlier mm-hmm. to like try to scare Tommy. Tommy scared Lindsay. Okay, yeah. So Tommy was hiding in the curtains to try to scare Lindsay, mm-hmm. but now we see like. The actual boogeyman is in that same spot where yeah. Lindsay was scared of boogeyman was. Yeah. And uh, she grabs she grabs a crochet needle. Yeah. Because she's a crocheter. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, she pretty much just takes a seat 
She just yeah, sits she's there. on the couch. Yeah, and he goes to like stab her again. I don't know. Like his aim is terrible. Well, he's time. not looking. He's just like throwing his arm over the couch with that knife. Yeah, and he stabs a cushion. There's no aim. You yeah, know. and uh, she stabs him in like, yeah. the neck with the with the crochet needle. Yeah, and gets him down on the ground. Yeah, but did not confirm a kill. I mean, she pretty well. She confirmed it without confirmation, really. Because she goes well, up to the kid. Confirmation. Yeah, she goes what up to the mean? kid, to the kids, and it's just like, they're like, what about the boogeyman? She was like, don't worry about him. I killed him. Yeah, no, you and didn't. And he's like, you can't kill the boogeyman. And I love how, like, this is happening. As she's saying, I killed him, you see the shadow in the, yep. like, and in the background. Right behind yeah, her. and then he's right behind her. Um, and then she, like, pretty much just, like scoots the kids away. Um,. And then what's, like, the next turn of events? Like, how does she get the kids out of the house? Um, uh, Oh, it's the the closet scene. It's the closet scene. Oh, yeah, she hides in the closet. Yeah. And he breaks in, and she, like, makes a weapon out of a wire hanger. Yeah. Um, Like, pokes him in the eye, which makes him drop his knife, and then she stabs him. And then Loomis, by this point... Found his way into the house. Yeah, because as he was walking by, the kids were um, running out. Of yeah, the house. running out, screaming, and he didn't take it as a joke. No, because he knows. Yeah. Um, he walks into the house. I mean, less people would take it as a joke if Loomis told the town folk what was going on. If they got it on the news, watch out for a deranged killer. Yeah. Myers is back. Myers is back. Um. But yeah, he pretty much walks in and he's choking. Mm-hmm. He's choking um, Lori out. Um, and but she, Loomis has a gun. Yeah, um, she gets his mask off. We get to see his face. Yeah, um, which is just the face with maybe like um, like a swollen eye or like yeah. like something's wrong with his eye or whatever. He, he's had a long night. Yeah, he's been getting beat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, not really. And nobody really hit Michael in this movie, but. Um, you know, his eyes messed up. Yeah. Um, and Loomis shoots him. Shoots him, like, uh, maybe, like, four times until he shoots falls. Shoots at him. Yeah. I don't know that all the shots hit him, though. Hmm. Because the way he kind of stumbles around. That last shot definitely looked like it, it got him in the head. Or maybe oh, okay. it was the first. One of the shots definitely looked like it, it hit him in the head. Well, um, he stumbles, like, out of the window. Mm-hmm. Off the roof. Yeah. I love, like, uh, Lori opens the window before she hides in the closet. Like, mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, hoping that he'll go Th- out there. Thinking that she escaped. Like, yeah, jumped out the window. To try to get him out of the house. Yeah, but he doesn't fall for that. Nope. Um, but he does fall. Yeah, he does fall. Out of the window. And you just see his body laying there. Yeah. Talk about another iconic shot. Yeah, an iconic shot. This is like a, a two two part because this mm-hmm. it's the shot of him laying there, and then Lori and Loomis are talking, and she refers to him as the boogeyman. So now yeah, she was that is the like, boogeyman, and Loomis says it, it very well might have been. Yeah, and then he looks out, and there's and Michael's not there. Oh, and then it that, was definitely that, the boogeyman. Ooh, that that score starts playing, and it's just like oh, it's so it's so menacing and terrifying, mm-hmm. and then. You just get like shots of like, of like, I pretty much like scenes of where he's been, where he's murdered people, and you just hear his breathing to let, and, to let you yeah. know he's still alive. He's still out there. Yeah, he's still out there breathing. And, um, 
That is Halloween. Halloween. That's John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get that. John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, is I, is John Carpenter's Halloween a movie or a film? Ooh, um, you always act surprised when I ask you. I know, question. right? <laughs> I don't see it coming. I'm this always is the podcast where we pick a flick. And oh my if it's goodness! A movie or a film, you know <laughs> How that. was I supposed to know this? Um, <laughs> John Carpenter's Halloween is a film. You think it's a film? I think it's a film. I think it's a movie. Ooh, you think it's a movie? I think it's a film. I, I think it's a slasher flick. Slasher flick. <laughs> Which falls under the umbrella of movie. All right. I don't know. I think there's maybe something just a slight more sophisticated about this one. And maybe that's because uh, time has passed. Maybe if we would have like had this podcast in the 70s and would have been talking about it, we'd be like, yeah, this is a film. But I feel like <laughs> time, the the way time has treated this and the way that it's, I don't know part of the like the zeitgeist of, of horror movies but you, horror movies yeah horror movies yeah <laughs> yeah uh i don't deny its influence mm-hmm. and it's uh yeah it's a big deal it is and it's well made but i think it's a well-made movie okay okay so yeah. it's a movie and a film yeah hmm. mm-hmm. yeah I like this one a lot. I think this was the first horror, the first scary movie I've seen, or the, at least the first one I could remember. Mm. It's the first one that scared me. That I used to be really scared of the theme song. It's um, a scary theme song. It's a scary theme song. And it's cool that John Carpenter does the music also. Yeah. But uh, not a lot of uh, filmmakers also score their movies. Yeah, he like had a full vision. Mm-hmm. And when I was out there watching it this time, I was out there dancing to the music. Like I've just grown to like love everything about Halloween. Everything that scared me about it, I'm like, oh, I love it. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it doesn't really scare me anymore. I mean, yeah. if I saw Michael, if he was rod, freak the f out. Yeah. But you know, I love this little, this little, this little flick. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. You know. Well, everyone, uh, if you're planning on going out on the 31st, please be safe. Yes. And be be safe every night because as the last four weeks of movies and films has taught me, uh, death is always waiting right around the corner. Yeah. It's going to, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. And even if you treat it, it's still coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a great. I we're, we're almost treating this like we're not going to do any more horror movies, but we like will. we will, but I feel like after this one it'll we're going to be gonna, a couple weeks yeah, off. Yeah, it's going to be a couple weeks off. I don't know what like we'll horror. come back with next week, yeah. but it'll be uh a not, little different. Yeah, very different. Very different tone. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe no deaths at all. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Can't promise that, but Yeah, or if it's like a Disney movie, the parents will be dead, so So yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it when out. When you tune in next week. Hopefully you will uh, follow us on Twitter at Movie Film Pod. And check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash Movie Film Pod. Mm. Email us, moviefilmpod at gmail.com. Yep, yep. Rate us five stars, if you please, on on iTunes. Yeah, shout out to the seven that have uh, given us fi- uh, five stars already. Yeah, we've only gotten five star ratings, so we thank you. Yes. Whoever you may be. Yes, keep that up. Yeah. We love that. 
Um, thanks for tuning in to movie. Movie. Film. Film. Yeah, that was a good one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs>